Hey everyone, this is Hallie. And this is Adrian. And together we are the, the Bottle, Bottle Blondes. Blondes. This is the Unstuffy Wine Podcast for funny people. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts, such as Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Podbean, and more. Please download an episode and leave us a review. And you can also follow us on social media at our Instagram, at Bottle Blondes Wine. We'll have pictures of the wine we drink for the podcast and our other adventures in wine. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. Bye. So much to say, so much to say. <laughs> Come with us on a journey for episode 17 of the Bottle Blondes because we're not talking about an AVA, we're not talking about a region in the world or a specific varietal. No. No. Nay, fair Nay, listeners. Fair listeners. Today we are talking about celebrity, celebrity wines. wines. There's a lot. There's a lot. And, uh, you know, for purposes, this celebrity encompasses the terms actors, musicians, athletes, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes weird business people that got famous that didn't deserve it. Oh, yeah. <sighs> that, like, like, people that you would, like, for some reason try and give you, like, a weird tech talk at, like, um... Burning Man, that yeah, kind of like shit. Yeah, like if Elon Musk made wine, oh which I'm sure he will I'm one sure day. I'm sure he does. Just not there yet. <laughs> Too busy with Tesla. Um, and yeah. SpaceX, because he like won that that contract with um, NASA. Anyways. He's, he's going to be on SNL tonight. We live in a weird world, y'all. We really do. And we're going to drink some weird wines today. We are going to drink some weird wines today. So basically, celebrity wines kind of run this very strange gamut of, like, there are actual celebrities who bought the vineyard and actually work the land and work with a winemaker or are the winemaker. And um, that's kind of on the smaller side of things. There's not a ton that actually are super invested versus the branding side, which is just a celebrity... Being like, oh, it would be fun if I had a champagne. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I'm going to put my name on this. And there, you know, there's varying degrees of investment in, of these celebrities into their wine labels or wineries. And we're going to kind of talk about that and then just have fun and taste some wines. Because I, I feel like there are a lot out there that when you go to the grocery store, you don't even know that they're celebrity wines. Like Miraval is a really great example. One that you bought. We're not drinking it today, but like that's a partnership between Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and like I see it all the time I see it everywhere I would have had no idea the funny thing is that I thought that what was the wine that I thought was the celebrity wine oh Kim Crawford yeah you I was thinking Cindy Crawford and I was like yeah Kim Crawford I've had that wine like a bunch of times <laughs> and I was so confused I almost <laughs> was like this text thread should be like a social media post because it was oh so funny oh. we were, I was like who the fuck <laughs> And then Kim Crawford actually is a dude, so. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. He's a man He's making a wine man. in New Zealand. Oh, my goodness. Um, actually, a surprising amount of wines I discovered that are celebrity partnerships either are from New Zealand or have a winemaker from New Zealand. I don't know what the, the entrepreneurial winemakers of New Zealand are doing, but apparently they're pairing up with celebrities. This is happening a lot. Well, we have an example of one of them. Yes! <laughs> um, I got a John Legend wine, which we're not going to drink today because I was like, I want a wine made by an EGOT. So... <laughs> Yes. Um, something that we didn't get to try today also, we didn't find, but like one example of a, of a celebrity that's more involved in the winemaking is um, Kyle McLaughlin and Pursued by Bear, which is in Walla Walla, which ties into our previous episode. That's, and that's supposed to be really good wine. Yeah, that's an example of a somebody that has like actually... In you know, there's pictures on their Instagram of them, like, actually in the, in the vineyard, in the vineyard yeah. on the tractor. Uh, some other celebrities that I can think of that are actually actively involved in the winemaking is uh, Pink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She has a Two Wolves, I believe, is her wine brand. And then also a place that we went in 2019, Maynard James Keenan from Tool. That's right. Caduceus Cellars in Jerome, Arizona. Me and Adrian went to that tasting room tried some of his wines and he's um very involved in very in, much so his, yeah his own winemaking so i actually watched um the there's a documentary on his 
wine and like his winemaking techniques and things like that that I watched a million years ago with a previous boyfriend, but I'm sure it's still out there. It was good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's still yeah. very much on the streaming per <clears throat> the streaming purposes. That's the cool. streaming purpose purposes. I check like Amazon every week waiting for the third season of the wine show to be on there. Mm -hmm. It's only on Amazon UK right now, which is extremely frustrating. That's okay. <laughs> Um, what other winemakers are really involved? Uh, I think Kurt Russell might be. Oh, yeah. I saw his, um, I read an article about his wine label and then I promptly forgot everything about it. <laughs> yeah, I think Mary J. Blige might also be in some yeah. vineyards. Uh, or maybe that's just publicity. No, shots. she does have a she does have a wine uh, a winery. It's Sun Goddess. That was the other one that I debated buying. Um, but I don't know about her involvement with it. Like what level of involvement she has. Uh, I will tell you that one of mine was very much like a winemakers approached the celebrity, and the celebrity was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's, and then there, on the other hand, there's you know celebrities that are like, damn, I got like. I already got a house and a yacht and millions of dollars in the bank. I like wine. <laughs> and then, it. and then there's some celebrities that like kind of defined almost the celebrity partnership um, and in winemaking industry, like Jay Z's uh, wine label for. Um, believe it's a, I don't know if it's a, an official champagne or if it's a sparkling wine but it's very expensive I definitely did, was expensive. not able to buy it Drake also has one that's like also $300 damn it Drake like, isn't on my list damn it uh, <laughs> but they both like are but Jay-Z um, and I mean like other rappers definitely like um, I think Biggie like really kind of launched the like prominence of wine and um and rap culture and i sound like the whitest person ever talking about this but i'm just <laughs> what i was trying to say is that i read a really interesting article about like how celebrity partnerships with wine is becoming more popular because of this kind of establishment of that as like a, a success metric yeah i think once you are able to branch out into different products mm -hmm. that really is like um, but yeah, Ryan Reynolds has a gin, aviation mm -hmm. gin. I think uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has a, a liquor as well. But we're not, you know. Yeah. We're talking about wine. Not liquor. We're talking about wine. Do you want to hear my, my very quickly read list of all the celebrities? Here is Hallie's quickly read <clears throat> list of all the celebrities with wine partnerships. Take it away. Nancy Pelosi, Pink, Kyle McLaughlin, Jay-Z, Kurt Russell, Maynard James Keenan, Mary J. Blige, Dwayne Wade, Francis Ford Coppola, Guy Fieri, Yao Ming, Fergie, Drew Bledsoe, Wayne Gretzky, Zach Brown, Drew Barrymore, Madonna, Sting, Jeff Gordon, Mike Ditka, Bethany Frankel, That Dude from Train, Gerard Depardieu, Andrea Bocelli, Mario Andretti, Lorraine Bracco, Nigel Lithgow, Emilio Estevez, Boss Gags, Nicole Scherzinger, Juliana Huff, Nina Dobrev, Tori Spelling, Kylie, Kylie Minogue, Ashton Kutcher, Danica Patrick, Post Malone, Snoop Dogg, John Bon Jovi, Titus Burgess, Nicki Minaj, John Elway, Juliana Rancic, Jared Padecki, Kate Hudson, Christy Brinkley, That Band All-Time Low, Raymond Burr, The Beckhams, Carlos Santana, Bob Dylan, Martha Stewart, Dan Aykroyd, Les Claypool, Mick Fleetwood, Little John, and George Lucas. There's probably more. <laughs> But that's what I was able to that procure. That was really <laughs> incredible. From the internet. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you probably tasted celebrity wine, y'all, because there's a lot of them out there. They're fucking everywhere. They are fucking everywhere. Well, let's get into some. All right. Looks like we got uh, a white, a rosé, and two, two reds. reds. Let's start with the uh, white. Let's Should do we it. All right. <clears throat> All right. So our first celebrity... <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that list didn't include the celebrities we'll be talking right, about, which right. is a totally separate list. So uh, first on our list today, you know him as the doctor from Jurassic Park, Dr. Weir from my favorite sci-fi horror movie, Event Horizon. Oh, God, that's a scary movie. I know. Jesus. <laughs> Chester Campbell from Peaky Blinders. And, I mean, whatever. He's fucking been around forever. It's Sam Neill. It's Sam Neill. It is Sam Neill. And Ira, he's Irish, but he uh, lives in New Zealand and has lived in New Zealand for a very long time. So Sam Neill, his brand of his wine is called Two Paddocks. And he actually bought these uh, vineyards in 1993. Oh, so wow. right around okay. the same time that old uh, Jurassic Park was coming out. <clears throat> and oh my God, his website is so adorable. Their tagline is in the cheering up business since 1993. It's fucking adorable. <laughs> so they grow um, 
Riesling, which is what we're having today, uh, and they also grow Pinot Noir, as they pronounce it, <laughs> down there in New Zealand. Um, so they have four organic vineyards in the central Otago Valley, which is the southernmost um, growing area in New Zealand. And they have a bunch of cute little movies on their website. And one of the things that they, you know, two baddocks, three valleys, four vineyards, two varietals, 50 sheep, 12 pigs, 40 hands. They and have a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> they do. They have so many cute, like, pigs and sheep. And they still grow a bunch of medicinal and cooking herbs on the property. Cool. a bunch of storm fruit. So um, it's a pretty, you know, they grow organic. They probably still have to use some... Mm -hmm. chemical agents you know you have to you always have to spray somehow because otherwise your grapes are just gonna rot on the vine from various things but yeah this is from the uh he first planted in the gibson valley in 1993 his first vintage was in 1997 uh he acquired vineyards in 2000 and 2013 he's been at it for a while and he makes like three tiers of wine so he's got um this is of each varietal okay He'll have a picnic wine, which is just like very easy drinking, and then he'll have like a Riesling um, or a, just a Pinot Noir, which is like a blend of his Pinot Noir plots, and then he'll have like site-specific mm-hmm. ones. So um, this is a really delicious Riesling on the nose. We have um, classic Riesling shit, man. Garden hose, <laughs> petrol, but also like some beeswax and papaya. Mm-hmm. And then on the palate, it's like jasmine and star fruit, mm-hmm. a little unripe pineapple and almost like a little hint of vanilla bean Mm, mm -hmm. yeah that kind of like buzzy feel that you get from pineapple Mm -hmm. this is great and it's also the only celebrity wine that we have that is from a specific location (laughs) right like it's very transparent about like this is from our Red Bank Vineyard right. in the central Otago. And this is it's very transparent and very clearly intended to be, a, you know, a good wine. Um, this is delicious. And it's, yeah, it's very unpretentious. The website's very unpretentious. He's very, very unpretentious about it. And he's been doing it a long time. Like, he's obviously not, like, the winemaker, but, you mm-hmm. know, he's the proprietor. Mm-hmm. And he's very actively involved in the uh, winemaking process and obviously signing up on stuff and creating the brand i think there's like yeah i would pick this drink it or taste this drink it buy it whatever without knowing who was behind it ever yeah it's it's super good unfortunately uh not sold in grocery stores or wine stores you're gonna have to buy this online wine.com was the place where i got it it's a little on the pricier side for like a riesling but Mm -hmm. it's such a quality riesling i think i paid like 24 for this maybe 28 but really bad yeah, for a really good Riesling, like I'm such a Riesling snob. <laughs> for me to be like, yes, I love this. Well, there is some bad Riesling out there, so there's a very good reason to be a Riesling snob. And this is, I, I love that this they're actually nice doing Riesling because New Zealand is such, um, it's having a blanc country. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. Um, it's just like, yeah, whites and and. New Zealand, you assume Sauvignon Blanc. I like this is something different. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Delicious. Thanks, well, Sam Neal. Sam Neal. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Oh, man. I'm excited about this mm-hmm. next one. <laughs> Go. So, um, so for this next one, we have a rosé. And um, it's called In Vivo uh, X. SJP and the SJP stands for Sarah Jessica Parker. And as I tasted this wine, I thought to myself, can celebrity wine be good? So I stepped out to brunch with my favorite girlfriends. And you know, I began to sip it and think, this is fucking delicious. It's um so to tell you a little bit about the project. Um, so In Vivo is a, a winemaker duo from, um, or rather, a winemaking team from um, New Zealand. They produce wines under the In Vivo label in New Zealand. They've been around for a really long time. So it's two dudes. Um, what are their names? 
Rob Cameron, who's the winemaker, and then the co-founder, uh, Tim Lightborn, who does all of their marketing. So they have, like I said, they've been around for a long time. They've also done a wine with Graham Norton. Oh, not <laughs> they, on my list. Not, yeah. <laughs> they were the, and this is the really fun one, they were the 2017 wine supplier for the Eurovision Song Contest. Yes! Eurovision! Eurovision! <laughs> They're one of the oldest wineries in New Zealand, and um, I have literally no idea why they approached Sarah Jessica Barker, other than, I guess, money. But um, they have two wines with her. Um, one is a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc that's won actually quite a lot of awards. Um, it's supposed to be very, very good. The one that I picked, I just didn't feel like getting a Sauvignon Blanc, um, is this Rosé 2018. It's from the South, they say it's from the South of France, um, from the Provence area. Uh, some of the fruit comes from a family estate within Provence. However, in terms of labeling, mm. it could come from anywhere because this is not an IGP, this is not an AOC or an AC, AOP. It's just a Vin de France, which means it's Vincent IG, which means it's it, it has no regional designation. It could be anything grown from anywhere in France. I do believe them that They're some from the of south. this right, that's comes from the south of France. Um, and it's a very pretty color. Like I'm guessing it's direct press but it has kind of a nice body to it. Um, I think it's Grenache, is that the grape? It's Cinso, Grenache, and Syrah. What a fun blend. What a fun blend, which are varietals that are grown within the Cote de Provence region. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's no designation on it, but I believe it. Um, but yeah, I watched an entire like 40 minute tasting video on wine from like wine.com just to be like, okay, I need to know a little bit more about this wine. And I literally don't know why they picked her. And not, not that like it was bad, but she was like, I have no like background in the wine industry. They just came to me. We like made these together by like tasting and blending together. But like other than that, I don't quite understand the partnership, but hey, oh, that's, it's very good. At least she's transparent about she like being very, like, um, I don't know. It she was like really fun. nice and transparent and kind of like talked about how like the flavors she really wanted to draw out. And I was like, that's interesting, but not fascinating. So like they're from New Zealand. Why the... Say a Pinot Noir or other grapes from like why are these grapes from France if they're New Zealand? I really have Weird. no idea. I tried to find out more and there was very little to find out. <laughs> yeah, these um we'll get more into like website design later. Yeah. But there's like varying degrees of um, transparency on celebrity wines, not only from a labeling aspect, but from a website aspect, and then also um, yeah, some pe some celebrities, which we'll get into in a little bit, are using transparency transparency almost as their marketing to try and get people to buy their wines. Anyway, There's, let's go this, back to this one. This website was pretty nicely designed, but it was very like Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> um, but to talk about the wine itself, um, it's a beautiful kind of like tangerine color. I got a lot of pink apple tangerine notes on the on the nose a little bit of barnyard which was really interesting and on the palate guava like guava and candied orange um and strawberry it smells very strawberry -y, mm -hmm. but then yeah on the palate um, it's not like a candy bomb more of that like i always forget about pink apple you know we talk mm -hmm. use we use green yellow as apple descriptors a lot but like pink ladies have a very mm -hmm. specific flavor profile oh, yeah it's very tart. It is tart. Still, like, it has a nice roundness and a nice acidity. It's 12.5%, which I feel like is a good, good target for <laughs> this type of wine. Um, yeah, it's kind of savory. Mm -hmm. What's the alcohol percentage on this? Too bad. This, too, this Riesling was 13.5. Yeah, I noticed that. I can't believe that. <laughs> it, I was like, all right. So, yeah, surprisingly thirst quenching. It was only 20 bucks. Which is maybe a little bit expensive, but like, I would serve this to people. Yeah, I think honestly, when you're talking about, I don't know, price point is such an interesting mm -hmm. conversation, maybe for another time, but yeah. I mean, I think $20 is definitely the surefire price point of like, you're gonna get a good wine. Yeah, hopefully at least. <laughs> hopefully, every once in a while. It's not my Mr. Big, but. 
I was personally a big fan of, I forgot his fucking name. He was played by John Corbett, the her other main boyfriend in the show. No, not Aiden. I hated Aiden. <laughs> Ugh. I liked Aiden. <laughs> he was a little on the like loosey goosey hippie side for me, yeah. but um, I just thought he had a better personality than fucking Mr. Big. I hate Mr. Big. <laughs> I had never watched the movies before, and so I started to watch one last night. Um, and I was just like, wow, you just get like sucked right back into that like world and the characters and then all of the fashion. And I was like, this is so dumb, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I had to do, um, I was in like a Sex and the City parody. Oh, yeah. Video. Yeah. It's streaming uh, yeah. on Sunday. It's streaming on Sunday. It's coming out. I play Samantha. Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun playing that character. <laughs> so yeah, I did some research by watching a couple episodes. I, I think I like went into season uh, two, whatever the season is where Miranda meets Steve for the first time. That's where. Two. Yep. Yeah. It's in season two. Yeah. Eps just do it. <laughs> nice. Very nice. This label is interesting. It looks like some freshly painted um, nail polish was just slapped on it. But the, the, yeah, but she was nice. saying that. I guess she she made that she was like trying like she was trying to collaborate with them on the label and um they kind of knew that they wanted to do some sort of like x like you know their brand versus and her brand which is sgp or she said she signs everything sgp and so she was like playing around with acrylic paint she's like i wanted it to be kind of textural and it's it's a really nice label honestly yeah i like that yeah all right all right Thanks, Sarah uh, Jessica Parker. Oh, we are going to go into another mm. um, actress mm, right now. Mm-hmm. One who I actually super appreciate. Um, I think she's just a lovely kind of down-to-earth human being. Uh, I've read her body book. <laughs> um, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. This is kind of a new, a new, uh, a newer release. Um, you know, Two Paddocks has been around for a while. I think hasn't the Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker label been around a while too. It has, but this this rosé is more recent. I think the uh, Sauvignon Blanc has been out for a couple of years at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Cameron Diaz <coughs> wine is with her. Um, I guess it's her friend Catherine Power. I don't know who Catherine Power is or it's whatever. A cool name. It is, but you know, Cameron Diaz is the one that's really driving this wine here. <laughs> and um, so there brand is called Avaline or Avaline. I'm going to say Avaline. And it came out last year, I believe. Oh, so it's it's, it's it's pretty recent. So they do four different types of uh, wine. They do a sparkling, they do a white wine, they do a rosé, and then they do a red blend. Cool. So their whole thing was like, oh, we're rich and sitting out on our patio and we're like, <laughs> hey, there's not any fucking ingredients on this wine. What the hell? And oh, started probably like doing their own research and realizing that you're not required in the EU or in America to put your ingredients on a bottle of wine. Okay. And there's a lot of reasons for that. The main one being, you know, your winemaking practices change from vintage to vintage and to have to constantly be changing your label would uh-huh. be really expensive and costly to do. So that's one reason people don't do it and then another reason is like eh, maybe some people wouldn't appreciate what is in certain types of wine <laughs> yeah as uh, we were talking a little bit about this earlier in the eu they are not allowed to add anything any additives, additives artificial crap um you know they're allowed to some you know disciplinaires or aocs or they have every place has very specific rules about what they might be able to add but nothing is even close to the crap that america is allowed to add <laughs> One of the big things. I mean, can you be surprised the home of like Big Macs and like. <laughs> right? Yeah. The big one, the big additive here is something called Mega Purple, mm-hmm. which is like it adds color and more fruit flavors to stuff. So, and that is so people can have more consistent, like, so the wine yeah. basically tastes the same every fucking year. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, they're like, what? I'm outraged. We're going to make clean wine, <laughs> which is. Basically. That's also kind of like its own, yeah, faction of like oh, crazy. Exactly. So this whole idea of clean wine is basically like such a marketing thing because I was reading a really interesting um, article called uh, "The Goopification of Grapes." <laughs> the goopification. 
Yeah. What? It's, it's basically about people trying to turn wine almost into a wellness product. Oh, yeah. By marketing as like, oh, this has like no intervention. There's and, an MLM scheme for you. And one of the things they mentioned was like, well, yeah, if you put vinifera in a fucking bathtub and let it sit there, like it'll turn into wine, mm-hmm. but it's going to be cloudy. Mm-hmm. It's going to taste like vinegar. It's going to be disgusting. So there's like a technique and like. Adrian, your face. Adrian just tried the ad line. Um, but it's it's like a fad, and you can slap clean on something. It really and doesn't mean it shit. For yeah. Money, and half the time these celebrities don't really know. Like, so yeah, she got grapes from particular families and farmers that have organic practices. You know, horse plowing, mm-hmm. indigenous yeast, blah 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 blah. But the thing is, she's not transparent about where the wine is getting made. She's just right. saying where these grapes are getting grown. So these grapes could be going to a whole different fucking winemaker. That's a true point. Who's then adding all of these things that we don't maybe know about. Yeah. And honestly, she's like, well, we want transparency. So yeah, there's some transparency. If you go to her website, mm-hmm. it does have like, you know, calories and nutritional information and all that shit. But that's like everybody knows the calorie count in a bottle of wine. That's like public fact. <laughs> But there's still not ingredients on this label. Right, yeah, it doesn't give you anything um, of note. That was something, actually, that I, I noticed with this in Vivo wine was I was trying to, like, look up winemaker notes, and it talked a lot about how pure the grapes were and, like, how, you know, they were picked and then, like, inspected for, like, debris and, like, gently blown on by the gods or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. To, like, free them of particles. And I'm like, that literally doesn't mean shit. It's sitting in a tank fermenting. Like, you could put all kinds of bacteria in there and they would die. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, wine needs to be sprayed to prevent, like, things from happening to it. Mm-hmm. Some places, yes, they use pesticides. Other but people others don't. don't. Others use... Uh, I don't know how much copper sulfate is used nowadays, but there are sprays that are, they would not fall within the organic category, but they are sustainable and that they don't interfere with, um, I don't know, bug life. (laughs) Yeah. And then just also, I don't know. It's just a whole interesting. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I like the wine label. Yeah, so this is, so that's another fun thing about, so she says, like, on her website where all of these uh, grapes are grown on their estates, but the red wine that we're drinking today chose to remain anonymous, and I don't know if that they're, like, being prissy French people, like, we do not want to be associated with Cameron Diaz, you can pay us for the grapes, but right. we do not want our name on your fucking website. So this is a uh, Grenache Syrah uh, blend, and... It's, um, you know, on the nose, I got raspberry cherry, a little, it kind of had a little Carmen, like yesterday it had some like Carmenere smells. Yeah. But then on the palate, it's very thin. It's like very cranberry, red currant. It's like It has savory. a little bit of ashtray smell on the nose. Yeah. Like, uh, I wrote down less structured Cinso and not very yeah. fruit forward and very thin. It's, well, for such heavy grapes for it to be that thin, it's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of sediment that's being left behind or maybe that's just the crap from my glass because i used a natural dish detergent i think it was the dish detergent. okay it's a dish detergent <laughs> never mind but it's um the, i just love on this label this hilarious it says pairs well with candlelight and starry night but like i don't like this yeah <laughs> it's not good and it's a 14.5 percent oh like it's and it's hot. A, and it's $20. And I actually bought the white not that long. And the same thing with the white. I mean, it wasn't, it was just thin. It mm-hmm. was just like, I couldn't really pick out. If you can only pick out like two things. It's thin and grippy and like, <laughs> No, thank you. I, Cameron Diaz, I love your work and not this project. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what I'll be doing with this bottle of that wine. Maybe I'll just cook something with it yeah there you go oh maybe i can make a oh it's not mold wine season anymore <laughs> well it's a little chilly at night it's true i'm gonna make away some mold wine so yeah that's uh cameron diaz's oh wait she's got the pronunciation of the bottle okay she says abilene Ab- it's like abilene to me anyway <laughs> abilene Evelyn, Evelyn, <laughs> your wine is not that good. Oh, it's so 
It's very bad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, it makes me feel a little bit better about this next one. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Lord. I oh, well, if you it. grew up in the 90s, the early 2000s, and uh, ever listened to alternative radio, this wine is for you. So much to say. <laughs> so much to say. So, so much, much to say. say. It's... <laughs> Dave Matthews, uh, the Dreaming Tree. Which has the same font as DreamWorks. It, oh, yeah, you're right. Weird. Yeah, the um, the website looked like it came from the 90s, too. It was, oh, so, bad. It was so bad. But anyways, it is a modern label. <laughs> um, another New Zealand winemaker, like, partnership. So this one seemed a little bit more involved. Like, he owns... Um, the winery out there like he has this partnership with the winemaker they're very like kind of together in in what they decide to make um and it's very very dedicated to both sustainable farming practices renewable energy they have like a giant solar farm and donating a shit ton of money to ecological charities so they donated to this specific wine label donated two million dollars over the course of however long they've existed to well, like great. a bunch of different yeah a bunch of different charities for you know um like ecological progress and things like that so the giant rabbit sanctuary yeah exactly <laughs> this the the thing that was suspect though about this winery is that oh and also the the paper that is on the label is supposed to be like very recyclable um the thing that was suspect about this winery is every single one of their wines, no matter the varietal, costs $15. Yeah. The Pinot Noir costs $15. The Red Blend costs $15. Like, the Syrah costs 15 It was very strange. The Cabernet. Maybe Dave was like, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't want to make things all mucky with different prices. <laughs> and stuff. Schwitten, Mountain Dew. Schwitten, and, um... White man's cat. <laughs> He does have a quote on the back. Oh, uh, God. Read it to me. <laughs> two hot dogs in a pickle. A hot day, two dogs chase a stick thrown into a pond again and again. The older, slower dog never gets the stick and moans at the effort, but always goes in. Maybe this time. It's a little sad. Whoa. I know. What the fuck, you dark motherfucker? <laughs> Just like, he's like, this was like an idea for a song I had, maybe. Yeah. So I just decided to stick it on the back of my wine instead. Instead, this is a. Anyways, this is a blend of a lot of ideas happening in this glass. Let me tell you. Uh, so it is a combination, uh, a red blend of Merlot, Zinfandel, Petite Syrah, and Tanat. Um, Tanat. Tanat. Yeah, wow. I know that was kind of a surprising one. Um, from what I can tell, it all comes from uh, the area of. The San Joaquin Valley, um, their winery is located in Acampo, which is just north of Lodi, which is where a lot of old Zinfandel vines are in California. However, there's really no, like, I don't know. It just says red wine from California. So it could be, they could have bought grapes from really anywhere and blended them at the winery. Um, this is not horrible. I will say that, uh, on the nose, I get a lot of nice um, cherry, uh, blackberry, kind of very classic, like, spicy, jammy um, yeah. Zinfandel notes. Yeah, it definitely is zinny-smelling. Zin, zin, yeah. Zinny-smelling. A little bit of star anise. Um, and then on the taste is yummy, too. Lots of, like I said, kind of jammy baked fruits, like baked plum. I got some black tea. I would say that the the grapes, you kind of get a little bit of expression from all the grapes, but they kind of just don't work together. They're kind of all competing a little bit. It's not great, but it's not horrible. Yeah, I can see what you mean about competing flavors. I was like, oh, wait, it's like mm -hmm. a little red fruit, but like, oh, well, there's a little mm -hmm. bit of black fruit. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's a little bit of oak, but oh, wait, there's a little bit of like, maybe neutral oak. I don't know, there's a lot. And then, and then there's just really not enough acid. During any of it, it's just such big grapes, and it all kind of just goes. Nah. Yeah, this is falls like super low acid. Wow, super low acid. Like my tongue really... isn't like watering mm -hmm. at all. And um, it's decent tannins, but the finish is just really short and really metallic. It kind of like falls off your tongue almost. Yeah, this is definitely like 
you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a decent wine, but I would say if you're just like maybe going over to like a potluck, this is like a good potluck where everyone's yeah. just probably going to be like drinking it and not really. And that's kind of the gist of what they wanted this wine to be. They were like uh, around the dinner table or out on the patio. It's a wine to share with your favorite people. I don't know if I'd share this with my favorite people, but maybe like acquaintances. So you're, sharing, <laughs> you're sharing this wine with me, Adrian. Shit. <laughs> Oh no, Hallie. Well, we can sit under the dreaming tree. I kind of, I mean, I do kind of like the label. I do too. I like that the tr- like the tree kind of comes out and it's, it's not like a it's pretty, not perfectly square. Yeah, it's like a pretty die cut kind of top. Um, it's it looks kind of like like you're not sure if you encountered this in the wild, you'd be like not sure if it was like a crappy label that you'd find in a, like a drugstore or if it mm. would be like. One of those, like, super kind of just, like, under-the-radar, like, California famous wineries. Like, it could go either direction. There's a lot of shitty, cheap wines with trees on Oh, yeah. Like, what, well, Tisdale? Oh, God. I remember those days. Those were so, so dark. Anyway, this is, uh... This is definitely, like, a reminiscent of uh similar to how dave matthews was one of my first cds that i had this is kind of like when you it's like one of those wines that you have for the first time and you're like i like wine and then you go back to it later and you're like why (laughs) i I don't know if i like this anymore i was never a big dave matthews fan i i knew a lot of people I don't, were. I wouldn't say I was ever a big Dave Matthews fan. I was just a child that like <laughs> was given a CD was given a CD, and it was on the radio a lot and I found it catchy. I don't think I ever like pursued Dave Matthews, but you know what? When it comes on, it's kind of like sublime. It's very comforting to me. Mm. And I'm like, I don't, it's, it's one of those things I don't want to tell anybody about, but like I secretly kind of enjoy it. I think you just <laughs> told a lot of people. No! <laughs> Do not cut this. Do not cut this. <laughs> what a yeah, strange person. The website was very strange. It was like... Very. It was like written by a ninth grade journalism student where it was like, here are the quotes of what the winemakers say about each mm-hmm. other. And it was like weird bull... I don't know. I guess on the website snob or something, but... I mean, it's the 21st century. Like, if you're going to make a website, put some work into it. <laughs> oh, we do have to take a moment to um, talk shit. Oh, yeah. So one of the wines that we did bought that we haven't that we didn't drink was the miraval which was the brad pitt angelina jolie venture i can't even begin to tell you what hot fucking garbage their (laughs) website is so overproduced it's so pretentious it's not like all i wanted to find out was a little bit about the wine yep and you would think like on a wine website it would be like land soil grapes wine as like the menu bar options right menu bar options were really like fucking life live (laughs) water earth elements and every time you click on one of them it's just another weird fucking photo slideshow of the rosé like dancing on the wings of angels or some shit it was like i couldn't handle it and like barely on the website it's just like oh brad pitt and angelina partnered with his family to make this up rosé the end it was there, and there's like a movie, but the movie again is it's just like, like a, all those the whole website together. is like a perfume commercial that goes on for way too long. It's insane. It's like a wet, weird fever dream. And the thing that like kept <laughs> sticking out to me was like the entire website is in English when you go there, but like the, the you know how they make you accept the cookies when you go to a website nowadays? Well, like that message specifically is in French. And I was like, why? There's no reason. Accepted the cookies. Accepted the cookies. There's the cookies on this beautiful central bay. Oh. Let us allow your sails and yacht. Miraval. Yeah. I think I'll do like a separate uh, social media post later about what it actually tastes like. But great. You know. Please do. I'll do my John Legend one. Yeah. Which I bought because I was like, oh, it's. It's a sparkling wine, and we haven't really tasted any sparkling wines in a while. And then I got it, and it was, um, it's not even like a Cremant, so it's not even made with any sort of like specific champagne style standards. It's just like a, a 
bubbling, sparkling wine of grapes. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this was interesting. This today. was really interesting. Um, I think we should do... Um, seven a, things. We should do a seven things, and I'd like to post to you a, a variety, a varietal, not variety, uh, a change up to our seven things today. Do propose. I think that we should do a seven things of celebrities we think Oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. Uh, we should do it each with our favorite wine. We won't rank, but let's just pick our favorite and do it with that. Okay. Um, I would say that my favorite was probably that Riesling, but I really enjoyed. I, I just keep going back to this in vivo. It's almost like they put MSG in it. I keep wanting more. <laughs> All it's right. It's really good. So I'm going to do it with that. And I'm going to do it with the, the Riesling. Sorry, Dave Matthews and Cameron Diaz. Uh <laughs> Not today. Not today. All right, Hallie. Um, I'll let you go first this time. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just was invoked by the spirit of Father Bruno for a second. Father Bruno. Please see episode 16. Um, Hallie. Yes. Seven celebrities that you think should be in the winemaking business. So wait, they can't be on that list that you read no, earlier. No, they cannot. Okay, These okay. are like people that are unknown to, I mean, they could be, but as of this moment, based off of this list and what our research, they're like unknown to us. So Question, I mean, can yes. they be dead? Absolutely. Okay, great. Let's go. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. <gasps> uh, I don't know. I think that would turn into some Aveline one. That's <laughs> true. He would definitely want to go like super clean. Uh, one. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh. <laughs> a Tanat only. Yeah, he would make a Tanat or a, what's the super, uh, Sagrantino. Ooh. The other super, like, dark Inky. red wine. Inky red wine. What if he just made a Oh, my God. <laughs> Two. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a dark show for a man who probably died of alcoholism. Right. right. You know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Because he hates football now. I do like that. Yeah. Like an anti-football wine. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, I'm going to fucking host Jeopardy and make wine. <laughs> Great. I know you'll do it, Aaron Rodgers. No, we'll, we're rooting for you, Aaron Rodgers. You really are. Uh, three. The Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, all, he's, you know, the guy's been around forever. He's finally, I feel like, just kind of getting famous. Right. Um, so. All right. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. A long of him. time coming line. <laughs> exactly. Um Francis McDormand. <laughs> yes. You know her wine. It'd be like a complex, like nobody gets it, but everybody's buying it wine. Like <laughs> And like the label would just say like wine on it. Yes! Yes. <laughs> My parents saw her at a in a bakery in um, Santa Fe when they were filming. Not Nomadland. Um, they were filming. What was the last Coen Brothers venture? Oh, it's been a while. I feel like. Anyways, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that Coen Brothers. The Coen Brothers the Coen should Brothers. make a wine. They should make they a wine. They should make a wine. Surprise, they haven't. And two. I think that's five. Is that five? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's five. And then. Oh, that's I'm... a good one. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan. Um. Oh God. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Oh god. Um, Halsey? <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. Halsey. Halsey would make a wine. She'd make a decent wine. Yeah, she would make a decent wine. Uh, I feel like I did a lot of musicians. That's okay. Uh, no, I did a lot of actors. I think I definitely have to end on an actor mm -hmm. or actress or just whatever. That's genderizing that. I would say that seven. Matthew good to make a wine. I mean, yeah. he's, he's already, you know. He's traveling around the world tasting these wines. And it would, and he should make it, like, him and Matthew Reese should make a wine together and they can call it, like, Goody Two Shoes or something. That would be really cute. You're listening, Matthew Good, make a wine, divorce your wife, marry me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so Two funny. Matthews make wine. Two Matthews make wine. <laughs> seven. Seven celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> that was silly. Adrian. Uh, seven famous people who should be making wine. Okay. I'm going to start with like a big one who probably already has a winery because they're 
like famous um, and fancy, but like uh, Gautier should make wine. Gautier, like Jean Paul Gautier, like the oh the fashion, the fashion, oh, yeah. <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah you're right fashion does yeah i'm surprised more fashion designers don't have wine labels i i mean he probably does i'm probably gonna be just naming people who already have wine labels no <laughs> i think you might go crazy um i think andre 3000 should have oh a my wine god label. yes that would be amazing <laughs> oh my god Let's get the shit out of that <laughs> um we I mean, could just call one of them roses that'd be very barn smelling uh, but anyway <laughs> Uh, I'm sad that Martha Stewart already has a wine label because I kind of want to name her, but mm. she already has a wine. So let's let's think of something else, Adrian. Did you say somebody dead? Yeah, somebody dead. Uh, Salvador Dali should have one. Oh, he, yes. That'd be, oh, yeah. That's an excellent. Yes. <laughs> He'd be like, I just want to make the labels. <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah, exactly. Just, just make the labels. <laughs> Be like really weird, esoteric, strange varietals. Um, let's see. Mm. Well, speaking of wine, um, from dead people, and speaking of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. Oh my god, what if Alex Trebek had a wine? He still can, and he's a state can do it. Yeah, there you go. Oh god, what would it be called? Um, It'd be... What is wine, Alex? Yes! Oh, God! <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Mm, so good. It could be called, yeah, or in the form of a question. In the form of a question! <gasps> How many was that? Potables. Oh, my God, every label would just daily be... Daily double. Yes, the daily double! Oh, my God, and it would just be a mix of two different grapes. Oh, my God. Uh, I think the, the estate of Alex hire us to um, make wine. And, I think and so too. It. I think so too. Yeah. I think that's excellent. We'll learn wine and then we'll just we can promote the shout out. Of it. Okay. <laughs> Perfection. Oh, um, Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh slash all of the British things. Oh, okay. I think he should have a wine. Yeah. It'd be really fun. That would be like a surprise. Oh, from British Bake Off. That's what he's on now, oh, obviously. Okay. Yeah, that would be like in a weird bodega somewhere. You'd be like, yes. oh, this guy has a wine? Yes. <laughs> and he would like would only allow it to sell in weird bodegas. It's true. <laughs> that must be six, right? Oh, I'm having so much fun I haven't been keeping count. <laughs> um, just, how about two more? Okay, two more. Let's see. Um, we'll call this six. Hmm. You say Halsey, I say Grimes. What if they did a collaboration? Oh my god. <laughs> well, I guess Grimes and Elon Musk could make a really oh, cool wine. That's right. They could name it after their weird baby. Um. Aeon Flexer. Yes. <laughs> X <laughs> times square equals <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> God. Say so what everybody's nuts. thinking, Hallie. Say what everyone's thinking. He's so fucking nuts. <laughs> He's so insane. Absolutely insane. Like, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's hard for me to get behind a product when the person who made them is so nuts. But yeah, I I get it. Eccentric billionaires, they're good yeah. at something, obviously. I guess. They're good at making money. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, now it's time for your seventh. The, the big. The big, big one. <sighs> Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah. He would make a good He'd wine. make a really good one. And you know what? He would buy, he would like prefer, he would He'd be just, one of those people that like involved. In yeah, he'd be, yeah. be like Sam Neill. Yeah, you know? exactly. And um, I'm sure there is a Breaking Bad wine. I mean, there must be. They market Some the sort shit. of collaborate. Yeah, you go to New Mexico and they're like, go on the Breaking Bad tour. Oh <laughs> Have you watched El Camino? I've not watched El Camino. I have watched El Camino. It's good. I okay. mean, if you're a completist of, sure. the, so, of the show, yeah. it's the last piece. Okay, great. Like, I'm watching, I'm a little behind on Better Call Saul. Have you watched Better Call Saul? I have, but I am also a little bit behind because I've only watched it on Netflix and they don't put out, um, but they don't put out the, the newest se the season that's like, 
for like a airing year. Airing until the new season starts airing. So I've not watched season five. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at yeah. too. Uh, no spoilers, but yeah, no. I think we're basically at the same place. But yeah, El Camino is, you know, as you know, mm-hmm. basically what happens to Aaron Paul, Jesse's character. After he breaks free from the neo-Nazis. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. Okay. There's I, a it's statu- been out for a while. There's a yeah. statute of limitations on Breaking Bad. And yeah. if you haven't watched it by now, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? Actually, one person that, if I can add an eighth, that I, yeah. I didn't think of. Um, so we're I'm watching we're watching the new Top Chef, which is Top Chef Portland, which is very exciting. Ah, yes. Padma should have. Padma should have a one. Oh yeah, I watched yeah. her taste. I watched a little bit of her tasting the nation show on Hulu. I, I want to watch that. Yeah, I like that she's kind of just like no nonsense. Like she's very dry sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, when she delivers criticism. You're like, damn, Pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there's not. I didn't really include any like celebrity. Uh... You know who I'm surprised has not made a wine yet is Bobby Flay. I that... feel like that motherfucker. Would have... I mean, he's gross. For yeah, sure, yeah, but I feel yeah. Like he would have made a wine by now. Well, you know what? If I was offered a Bobby Flay wine next to a Guy Fieri wine, we know where I'd be going to Flavor Town. Guy Fieri! <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed that celebrity wine romp with us. Yeah, we just were like, you know what? Let's uh, let's take a little breather. Let's yeah, just... let's get a little less serious. <laughs> and you know what? It was it was fun and it was kind of, you know. Uh, eye-opening. Eye-opening, yeah. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Very interesting. All right. All right. Well, we will see you next time for God knows what. We'll for, figure it out. For fuck all. For fuck all. Until then. <laughs> Bye. Bye.